Yes. Boy, boy, am I excited to talk about this album. So oh. many takes. So many takes. So, so much to say. <laughs> so many strong opinions. Yeah, there's comes. so much substance here. Can't wait. And here we go. Hey, what's up? You know, we're talking about fishbone or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like what, whatever, man. This is this is my new. This is the new energy I'm bringing to the show. Oh, cool. I'm gonna be uh, one of those guys, just like yeah, whatever. I gotta say, it's infectious. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce the damn show. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's it's uh it's think outside the box. Ed. It's like a podcast, and we're talking about artists, and they could be misunderstood or unrecognized or dismissed or whatever, and. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. We're covering Fishbone for this, the 16th season. And uh, this is episode four. And I think it's safe to say that I now feel at peace with Fishbone never having found uh, mainstream success. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I get it now. Mm hmm. Yeah. They're, They're fucking weirdos and not usually in a great way yeah um, at best benign weirdos yes exactly i i agree uh case in point the title of the album is give a monkey a brain and he'll swear he's the center of the universe which is very long for an album title i think you'll notice uh it apparently comes from a discordian religious text called the principia discordia what is, um, what is that uh, Discordian religious text or prin- the Principia Discordia? Uh, the first part. It's uh, Discordianism. Uh, it, it is based on the book Principia Discordia, which was written by Greg Hill with Carrie Wendell Thornley in 1963. Um, apparently, it was founded as a parody religion. Uh, although like some of its adherents. Satanism. Yeah. Although some of its adherents use it as a legitimate religion or as a metaphor for a governing philosophy. Uh, is it just like a bunch of bullshit? <laughs> Sounds like it. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's all about like worshiping the goddess of disorder or chaos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I f- I feel like Fishbone. The one thing I I ICP keeps coming up, and I was not expecting to make so many comparisons, but I feel like the one thing that kept me from wanting to bail on the ICP season season two of mm-hmm. I think outside the box set was uh, the high the high concept that they usually aspired to right in that band uh, and sometimes you know it would just be random stuff but most you know mostly they were like trying to stick to a concept and they didn't always know what the concept was but they had an idea mm-hmm. and they had they had a goal that they could occasionally meet often fail to meet but there at least there was a goal and there was like kind of a marker there for <laughs> there's a way to yeah. judge it mm-hmm. and fishbone is just like i don't know what they're i don't know what they're doing i don't know what they have to say mm-hmm. uh in general there's yeah there's like a fair amount of um kind of kind of hippie-ish judgment of mm-hmm. society like a lot of we live in a society stuff 
but with with no answers that were like you know ahead of their time about whose fault that is or what to do about it and mm-hmm. you know uh i don't i don't know that much about like you know gen x like 90s culture but my general impression is that just being aloof was cool um yeah sure i mean whatever much- if you if you want to <laughs> I mean, you could say I'm cool or whatever. I mean, God, that's up I to you. I desperately want your affirmation, even <laughs> though you're acting in a way that would make it seem like you would never give it. Yeah, well, maybe maybe I'll affirm you at some point, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I have to imagine part of that culture is, uh, you know, like post-Cold War, like... We spent, you know, like 20 years thinking that the world was going to end at any given moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And I often forget about that when I when I think about the generations before us, uh, that they had to put up with that shit. Yep, um, and that's that, true. Obviously, that would affect their brains. Um, and also, obviously, that is that could still affect us. Um, but there was a while there where it was just like... A lot of close calls mm-hmm. uh, that that we would you know hear about, um, and then so, once the Cold War was over, they literally called it the end of history. So no wonder everyone was like kind of disaffected and felt like nothing mattered. Yeah, there like, so, po- like there there wasn't much going on in politics because the Democrats decided they wanted to be Republicans too. So yeah. <laughs> everyone cool. had this like <laughs> neoliberal consensus and. Yeah, there was like no great foe, geopolitical foe that the United States was trying to defeat anymore. Oof. Weird so time. I guess I have I have some compassion, you know, mm-hmm. on on those generations when they fall prey to that kind of behavior and outlook and I don't know, I kind of get it. Um or I can put it, those pieces together, but also I just like I don't really want to hang out in that space. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. want that ambiance. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, because yeah, the defining kind of vibe of our generation is, uh, and especially the coming generations is soy but face. I think it's but <laughs> it's soy face. Yep. <laughs> uh, do you want to explain soy face? Oh Since, right, uh, that's only that. for our Patreon subscribers. I forgot that I talked no, about. No, this it is Patreon. a great tangent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, gl- no, I'm really like- glad that I brought it up. I'm definitely not regretting it in any way. Um, yeah. Apparently, soy face is that like big ass smile that uh, Travis McElroy, if if y'all know of him, uh, is a good example of this. It's that big ass smile where someone like opens their eyes and their face as wide or mouth as wide as possible. Um, often posing for photos, they'll just do like this "wah" kind of thing, um, and that apparently they call that soy face. Um, and I don't know. I guess it's like related to soy boy and Cameron and I were talking about it and how we don't really understand it, but it seems like probably a <laughs> shitty, like heteronormative, uh, thing and term to put on people. Yep. So that's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important for everyone to know that, um, any expression that is self-aware at all and, uh, made with any amount of agency is, disingenuous and should not be trusted um (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh and and if you're if you're deciding to uh express yourself in a certain kind of way just uh, don't yeah just don't it has to (laughs) it has to erupt from you Mm -hmm. 
with without any um, any sort of consent between your body and brain, and that's the only <laughs> true way to feel your feelings and express them. Mm-hmm. That's right. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Do you want to fill me back in? Uh, <laughs> so I think, oh, track? the defining vibe of the the '90s or the album or of our generation. Oh, of our generation. Thank, I'm actually very impressed that you were able to remember that um, because it was just Thank such you. a setup without. <laughs> it, like our our vibe, you know, is uh, will we be able to get our shit together in time to avoid the apocalypse? You mm-hmm. know, it's like a very different. Like there are things to be done, right? Uh, hypothetically, um, so yeah, the attitude's very different. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, Fishbone. I don't know. I'm getting bored. What do we have? Like four more albums? <laughs> oh boy. Um, good question. I see a lot of them on Spotify, but some of them might be like B sides or live albums or something. Uh, we've got three more. Yeah, you're right. Last the last one they released was still stuck in your throat, 2006. Like a like a Fishbone. Yeah, I guess so. And then they had a couple EPs, like they had an EP that came out in 2011 and 2014, etc. I had a fishbone stuck in my throat fairly recently. It was a, it was a huge bummer. Ah. I ate uh, I ate an anchovy, but for whatever reason, the anchovy had like a hard bone. Usually, <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, do you want to say anything about uh, uh, about this album before we move on? This is the last one without. Uh, I mean, this is the last one with all the original members. Oh, some people start. Uh, piecing out after this one huh um i don't think i have much to say about this um it, apparently wikipedia says it's fishbone's heaviest album and that seems right because it it really kind of sounds like a slayer album at points um, it really does yeah there's a bit of a sna- snippet of a damon wayne stand-up routine uh which was about his experience at a fishbone concert and they put it on this album Oh, that's uh, kind of sweet. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of fun. Is it about like moshing or something? I forget, honestly. Uh, do we say it came out in 93? Nope. But it did. So there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to get May into the... May 20th. Did, you say, did we say that? N- no, we didn't. And we won't. Okay. We'll never say that. Um, yeah. Get into the songs? Yeah. Let's take a swim. Okay. I like to swim. Yep. What is this? This is just about moshing, right? I is guess that so. This is, about? is that is? Do people call it swimming? I guess. Do people mosh anymore? Do people mosh these days? I don't know. I've only been to like one concert with like a, sort of a half-hearted moshing, one or two, ever. I'm, it's never really hmm. my thing. I don't like physical discomfort. I don't like physical closeness or touching anyone <laughs> i don't even like nice touches i don't like <laughs> nice touches i don't like concerts i don't like loud noises um i people were like bouncing around and dancing a lot at the i went to a um gogo bordello show uh, oh, yeah. maybe three years ago 
And I don't we know if that's... got to get a little bumping going on in yeah, that one. Yeah, get a little bump and grind. Um, and I don't know if that's technically moshing, but people are definitely moving and grooving. Well, were they wearing purple for you? I was wearing purple. I, put, <laughs> I went to the thrift store and got a purple shirt beforehand. Oh, that's really nice. How many yeah. other people were wearing purple? There were quite a few other people wearing purple, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was just the bass was like five times louder than any other instrument. Um, so... Brighton Music Hall can kiss my ass. Uh, so there was a line in here: "No diving from here." Fuck that rule. I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Wait, the idea it... of being rebellious about something that's like only there to like so that you don't die. Also, traumatic brain injury. Also, I think Fishbone was like sued by one of their fans for crowd surfing. Oh, interesting. And like injuring someone. Fishbone sued crowd surfing. So like Yeah, if you find something, send me a link. I'll put it in the learn and links. Yeah, here we go. Lawsuit rips fishbone for crowd dive. So maybe that rule about no jumping off the deep end was a good rule. Yeah. <laughs> who who did it? Uh Angela Moore, the front man. And he did he did uh. it at World Cafe Live in Philly. Oh, wow. You know, I don't know if that's the best place to do a stage dive <laughs> <laughs> into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to that concert. Have you, or to that to that venue. Have you been to that venue? Uh, hmm. I don't think so. I didn't do a lot in Philly because I was really poor. Sure. I didn't go to a lot of shows. I saw Tanarowin there. Oh, that's cool. Fucking rules. Those guys <laughs> are great. So great. Yeah, uh, I saw them at the Trocadero in, as like their six piece, uh, and then when I saw them at Royal Cafe, they were just a three piece, hmm. and it was just as good, but just very different. Mm-hmm. It was great. They have so much swagger. Everyone, go check out Tanarawen. Yeah, hmm. Desert Blues. Apparently, it's uh, just it's just love songs to the desert. That's what all the lyrics are. They're it's fucking great. Huh? They, those 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 men love that desert. Mm. They want to fuck that sand. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you want them to when you listen to the music. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I need, the, I need them to end up together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, apparently Fishbone lost the lawsuit to the woman who uh had her collarbone broken and they oh, owe one point four million dollars. Oof, that's an expensive collarbone right there. Uh-huh. I mean medical bills, man fucking healthcare system is outrageous yeah you have to you gotta sue you gotta sue everyone go out and sue sue. yeah sue about everything that's the only way we have of settling anything in this country just sue all right you want to talk Uh, about nope servitude servitude Yeah, I'll serve a tood. This is the kind of tood that I'm serving. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I just don't know how to respond. I don't know how to say yes to this bit. <laughs> I feel like it's like a... 
I, I don't even I don't even respond well or say yes to your like good bits. <laughs> <laughs> this is like an anti bit, so yeah. I don't All know. Right. Um, I don't know what to tell you, dog. So this is another one of those songs where it's like it's mentioning all of these sort of societal evils in no particular order and that you know i guess kind of inter intersect with each other but not specifically um but it's it, ultimately what it's saying is that like being a follower is is bad i think um, it's it's pretty grounded though in like american culture i think they're saying like following mainstream american culture of like uh fundamentalist christianity and militarism uh and homophobia is bad i don't i don't necessarily think they're saying that all following is bad yeah maybe not maybe i'm just sort of feeling (laughs) cynical and Mm. what what, wondering if they're doing some like healthy good following in their lives or whether they like i don't know Mm -hmm. but yeah i guess that's not really in the text of the song uh yeah I it's, guess it says who who do you serve, not do you serve at all. Yeah, so, not don't something. serve anyone. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I guess it's mostly a coherent song. Sometimes the way things are put in order, like will you say that the singer can't blow you away? I don't know what that has to do with anything. Um, yeah, that, me either. That we hate people just because they're gay. Women and children all stay away. It's like I guess what you're trying to say is that you're making this uh condemnation of uh heteropatriarchy i guess mm-hmm. uh but uh <laughs> the way the sentences are constructed it's just like kind of sloppy mm-hmm. and like w- women and children all stay away stay away from from what yeah <laughs> or just d- in general do you think that's good that they stay away do you like that <clears throat> yeah or like what what is it i mean it's is it, it an imperative or it's yeah. obviously just there to like rhyme with gay and away <laughs> uh-huh so i mean yeah. it's a very slayer song in that it lacks much of a subject to the sentences and it's unclear like they're just like saying these phrases but it's unclear how they mean them in in that exact way of like when you say uh like yeah, uh, women and children all stay away. Is do you is that are you asking them to stay away? Do you think that's bad? Do you think that's good? Like, and is it connected to the line before that we hate people just because they're gay? Are the women and children staying away from the gay people, or is it just like more of a free floating like they stay away from other stuff? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, there's this there's this verse. I think maybe there's. This one's a little bit more coherent because the whole verse sort of is saying one thing. Uh, Why, why do you run? Our awareness has spoiled your fun. Our eyes see you too clear. Will you hide from the joy of expressing our pride for the leaders and people who've died while combating your genocide? Um, I think that's probably the most interesting lyric in there, Mm -hmm. which is like, you know, they're saying that you know, these movements are threatening to you. Um, and they, you know, they're, they are making the powers retreat, you know, and there's like, yeah. And and the idea of like hiding from the joy of expressing our pride, the idea that they're, um, that the, the pride of marginalized groups 
it like there's there's no way to um to combat it mm-hmm. uh, i think there's something there but the rest of the song is yeah i think not <laughs> <laughs> not uh particularly coherent mm-hmm. and, and and also most of the most of the points well i don't know it's <laughs> I feel like I feel like most of the points are like ah, these aren't necessarily super hot takes, you know. Mhm. But then again, just a, a lot of people like the military. <laughs> and like American, you know, exceptionalism and imperialism, even, you know. Cameron, you're saying like you don't pre- support our troops? Our brave well, men just, and women in uniform? <laughs> uh I I'm just thinking about uh, you know, Biden just reversed the uh if I remember the timeline, it's I think it was Obama said trans people can be open and ser- like uh, can be out and serving in the military, and then Trump like reversed it like in a tweet um, mm-hmm. or announced it in a tweet, uh, and then I think Biden just re overturned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. I was just thinking about our uh, fr- friend of the show. <laughs> The, the idea of the inclusion in the atrocious <laughs> um mm-hmm. and uh yeah you know just that like there's a lot of i i got people on my like timelines that are just really happy about trans people being able to serve in the military and i am i am suspicious that their celebration is not very nuanced yeah yep that sounds about right um I mean, it's I. On the one hand, it's it, it's good, I guess, that they are like not being discriminated against in this one specific area. But it's also like no one Absolutely. should serve in the military that we have. Yeah, we should ban the we mili- should ban straight people, gay people, bi people, trans people. Just ban everyone yeah. from the military. Ban, ban them all. Gotta ban them all. Um, gotta ban them all. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I did. I take any sound samples of this. Um, no, I talked about that already. Uh, yeah, I think we should, uh, I think we should talk about Black Flowers. I agree. Let's listen to it. Kill the heart of love, turned into disease. And each day I pray, please take me away. I like that melody yeah it's uh, yeah i mean musically the melody's fun um i mean it's more like hard rock than i typically go for but not bad um what is this song just a big overarching metaphor and if so what is it for yeah so to me it seems like they're talking about um uh i guess like black trauma and that uh uh causing um you know movements to sputter a bit or something like that Mm -hmm. um or like people getting lost along the way lost in the cracks um but then it gets positive at the end no i won't give into hatred and i'll never stop dreaming and i'll love oh i'll love till my very last breath is taken away um yeah so i i think it's sort of about that that mm-hmm. struggle and i i i am assuming that when they say black flowers they just mean black people yeah i don't i don't 
there's no me- metaphor. There's no like other floral metaphors going on. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's maybe no like, other there's some reference stuff about colors. Yeah. Outside maybe my windowsill, maybe. Maybe he has yeah, a flower yeah, yeah, bed yeah, sure. outside his windowsill. Yeah. He's <laughs> got one of them windowsill Rotting. garden boxes. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's a little bit of that in there, but um Yeah, it feels like I don't know. It's sort of like Blackbird, you know, like that level, but I don't necessarily mind. Yeah, I mean it's it's an odd choice to like you're not really obfuscating at all. So no. why even like have any kind of metaphor? I mean, that being said, black people have lost their way. <laughs> it's not great. It doesn't <laughs> it all it all of a sudden feels incredibly didactic <laughs> <laughs> that's true and and uh invites a lot of criticism and i hope that clip isn't used against me at some point <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say everyone feel free to just clip that little snippet out and uh just squirrel it away Shit. for later use <laughs> uh, i would like to think that anyone who would want to use that against me um can't stand me enough to actually listen to think outside the box set enough to find that shit. Or, geez, like the way I open this episode, like that's gonna, I'm protecting you with that, <laughs> Cameron. You. You're welcome. Uh, so <laughs> Only true stands make it through the stupid intros that drive everyone away. Thank you to all our simps who support us. Everyone make a soy face now. Uh, this lyric here. Like the auction blocks of castrated dreams. Mm. I, I think I've often talked about this this sort of device, this metaphorical device, which is like saying it's like the something of something. Yeah, something of. Uh, typically, it's it is it is the concrete detail of abstract concept. Yes, um, and that's what it is here too. But I don't know what auction blocks of castrated dreams means. Like, why would there be... I mean, is it, are, are they saying that black people are selling out? That individual black people are selling out? Yeah. Are, are the dreams being auctioned off? Or are the dreams auctioning off? Also, the, also the dreams are castrated. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. an important detail, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> You know, like when you castrate a, a dream so that it doesn't make more dreams. Yep. Yeah, so it can't reproduce. And can't, ex- and can't experience dream pleasure <laughs> in conventional ways, at least. Mm-hmm. It's a dream eunuch. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm. Okay, now our goal is to find a better title than dream eunuchs. <laughs> but that is that is what it's going to be, unless we can find something else. I dream of Munich, the city. I don't know. Just saying stuff. Um, oh, eunuch. It's spelled E-U-N-U-C-H-S. Eunuch. Uh, yeah. Oh. Well, um, well, someone's here. Uh, no, let's keep going. Um, yep. Anything else to say about this song? Not really. I mean, yeah, it's like they're really trying to write a deep song and make an important statement, but I don't know. It just it feels pretty um inartfully executed and it comes out being not very comprehensible to me at least yeah i who who's to blame for this like in in the song who are they blaming like who is to blame for this situation that they are i mean i guess the opening line black flowers have lost their way i guess he's blaming black communities 
Maybe. I mean, it says cursed for their will to dream. So that's raped by mankind. You know, so mm-hmm. that's other placing the blame elsewhere. But I would like to think that this is like a meaningful song for, I don't know, some young black people at this time when they hear mm-hmm. it. Maybe it's like a mobilizing thing and uh, or, or a an awakening or mm-hmm. something, you know, but uh, just because it's useful doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, uh, on an artistic level. Uh, mm-hmm necessarily and uh, i would argue that this is a i would argue that in general fishbone they're not the greatest lyricists yeah i would have to agree with that i kind of think they're best when they're doing fast ska lyrics and we when it just sort of makes sense to just when they're just spurting out all those lyrics (laughs) i think (laughs) every time i mention something that's that could be interpreted as like you know ejaculate um, you you need to let me know that you're thinking about come. I do. And, I have to let you know. Yeah. I can't not. Um, I mean, it's like it's it's also like you know it's it's way easier and lazier than like actually trying to make a joke out of it. If I just go, Ugh! you know, so it's it's sort of similar to you know a thought. Uh, what what else should we talk about? Um. There's a cool guitar solo in Unyielding Conditioning. Okay. Should we listen uh, to... Su- yeah, in between the incisive social commentary. Mm. Does that mean we have to listen mm. to a song or just the solo? Uh, well, yeah, just listen to the solo. Let's not listen to the song. Yay! Like, the solo's great. Yeah. It's the first like, guitar, real guitar solo that I, we've heard from them, I, I feel like. That's fun. I like that. I also like that yeah. this is a ska song, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I miss that. But it has sort of like a jazz guitar solo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like tonally and like some of the scales that it uses. Mm-hmm. I just liked hearing like a, I don't know, there's a solo in there with like a bunch of ideas in it mm-hmm. um, that feel pretty cohesive. Fishbone has some ideas so, sometimes. Yeah, I like that. I like ideas. I, I I sometimes wish yeah more of their songs had more instrumental stuff in it because I feel like that's what I like about ska music mm-hmm. is uh, you know hooks hooks melodies yeah. there there's always like really great horn hooks and melody lines and stuff in ska music they're very like singable you can be like, ba da da ba 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 or like however yeah. they go <laughs> you know like ska <laughs> well uh, I mean. Properties of propaganda? Should we talk about that? Yeah, let's fuck this shit on up. This sounds like a P-Funk song. I'm not familiar with P-Funk. Uh, Parliament and Funkadelic? 
Oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do know about that. <laughs> uh yeah, they're um referred to shorthand as P Funk. Um two bands that are closely related, having a lot of the same members. George Clinton being the front man. But yeah, they, they typically have I mean, this is like is is a funk guitar backing and it's got like some gang vocals that reminds me a lot a lot of like uh some P Funk songs. Get together, yo shit. Move your ass to a proper toilet. Now, I think we all know what getting's one getting one's shit together means. Mm-hmm. But what do you suppose the toilet represents in the metaphor? Um, proper toilet. Uh, the right environs for you to take your shit to. Like, you know, move on to a new group of friends or a new social circle or new city do you think that it's possible that they came up with that little weird couplet and uh decided to try to write an entire song reverse engineer (laughs) (laughs) because they thought that it was so great Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) yeah and then then they throw in it's the properties of propaganda yeah and they're like well this is about this is about literally talking about the issues and keeping it literally funky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, guys, we have a silly song about poop, but what if it's also about society? Hmm. Have you noticed that um, in the Genius lyrics, fuck is spelled a bunch of different ways. It's with F, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it's with P-H, and then it's F-U-Q-U-E, which is, I think, really funny. Um, do you think? Do you think that this is, like, transcribed from, like, liner notes or something from a CD? uh i w- i wonder actually i i kind of think maybe it, it would be because um, it doesn't seem like that's the kind of initiative that a geniuser would take right uh when like writing down the lyrics like it I mean, says could be wrong but uh cockadoodle do duck or get goosed it says get like g-i-t mm-hmm. get goosed yeah um <laughs> I don't necessarily know what to do with this song. Uh, yeah, there, there's a bunch of things that without the like propaganda part um, or getting your shit together mm-hmm. uh, that just sort of feel like, I don't know, uh, dance, vague funk dance imperatives. Mm-hmm. So get together your shit and a groundswell to shake the all that it must take to break the headache in my earthquake. Uh, no. Yeah. Or, or verse one, best to bust the dust of a flower to powder the crust, a grain of sand and a gust of wind to stir my stomach. Everyone knows what that means. No need to explicate that or yeah, talk about it any further. Move on. Such a cliche at this point, honestly. Uh, you you want to talk about warm through your breath or skip it and go to lemon meringue? Actually, I think we need to talk about warm through your breath at least a little bit. Okay, let's do it. May the dog's colon be familiar with the warmth of your breath. That's what they're saying there. It is. Mm-hmm. And the dog's colon is located in which part of the dog? The hind <laughs> part of the dog. 
it's the hind of the hound, if you know what I mean. Yep. They're saying, go suck a dog's fart. <laughs> yeah, the the positioning in in this song, like the <laughs> syntax, it's really strange. It's um, it's like a weird, like, it sounds like a, a curse that's been translated through several different languages in like A Thousand and One Nights. <laughs> or like a Rumi uh, poem or something. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, yeah, may your dog's colon be familiar with the warmth of your breath. Maybe we just keep saying it. On the <laughs> it's really it weird that the dog's colon is the one that is or is not familiar. Well, it has sentience. Yeah, uh, I mean the colon you know. knows what's what's going on. Obviously, um, I mean yeah, it's, there's hmm? there's like a a very pornographic scene i took a little sound clip of it it's kind of it's pretty gross feel free to not listen to it dear listeners but here it is in case you want to uh is it the one that says yuck oh yeah You know, that didn't really come through in the Skype. I don't know if it came yeah. through for you. It's but hard to hear. It's, Unfor- it's like I a mean, person for- saying, like, uh, you know, come here, Fido. Um, like, oh, I gotta... He's basically saying, like, oh, I need your colon. And, like, like he's ha- it's it's like he's doing a sexual act with this dog's butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I guess the song is about the police. Is it? Well... <laughs> I mean, there, it's a police dog you, in that like little story. I mean, I guess verse you, three says you're just a pig to me. Do you want to play the sound sample? Because there's some, there's a bunch of un uh, transcribed lyrics. Ah. In the song. Okay. Yeah, I guess those aren't lyrics, but it's like the. You know, the cops are talking about um, uh, like a drug bust or something over over mm-hmm. their radios. Um, and then later on in the song, I don't have a sound sample of this, but they're chanting donuts, cigarettes, coffee. Mm. Um, now that does remind me of a certain something, of a certain set of certain stereotypes about a certain group of people. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, I, the, the first couple of verses are about just like being... Um, you know, disobedient to these people. Um, and I will not do the things that you say an explanation. If I may, I don't like you. And by the way, may your dogs colon, etc. Yeah. Um, you don't own my mind or my black behind. I will not follow the order of the day. If you thought it was any other way, listen closely to the word I say, may your dogs colon, etc. It's a very, um, I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> and I and ultimately I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a very juvenile song. <laughs> oh, you don't say. <laughs> Although it's it expresses itself in such a weird, like overly elaborate and flowery way. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's part of the joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I guess that is pretty true. I mean, like teenagers are all the time going around saying things like, "May your dog's colon be familiar with the warmth of your breath." Teenagers are always saying that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. That and may the road rise up to beat you or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of like 
kind of antiquated curses. I may have mentioned this on the show before, but um, my good friends in the Contra Dance band Countercurrent uh, have this wonderful curse song, like an Irish curse song uh, for Mitch McConnell. Mm. And um, it's some of the funniest, most creative curses that I've that I've ever heard. And I will include a link to that. Awesome. Uh, well, I don't necessarily know what else to say about this song. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say about it. Uh, do you want to talk about Lemon Meringue, the next song? Uh, if you do, I don't have that much to say about it. I think it's oh. about drugs. We can we could talk about something else. Like uh, I don't know. I think the one I'm most interested in is uh, "End the Rain," uh, "Drunk Schizo," maybe "Nut Megalomaniac." Those are very ICP style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, "End the Rain" is a Slayer song, and then "Drunk Schizo" and "Nut Megalomaniac" are both ICP songs. Yeah, let's listen to uh, "End the Rain." uh this woman is man yeah so (laughs) but that by that does he mean mankind it, oh, in the darkness, I've found my vision. I've seen the queen that thrives on desolation, a queendom that preys on both young and old. Open your eyes. Compelling start. This song kind of reminds me about, uh, it kind of reminds me of that time when Macklemore fucked music. <laughs> That's, it is very similar, yeah. <laughs> Anytime where there's a moment in the song where the the speaker says, Oh, and if I wasn't clear, the, the this is the metaphor. Right. This woman is man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is just a, a really weird sentence to say. It's like, <laughs> why... I, I don't see any compelling reason why they chose to talk about a a queen to to talk about the sort of the, the evil powers of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to a king, specifically. It just sort of seemed like a, I don't know, like they did it for flavor, but but not for any sort of. Con- There's no metaphorical weight to it, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's this mistress. From, does joy excite every nerve from the mistress that you serve? Uh, I don't know. This, mm. It's a really strange song. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that black angst and black trauma and coping with that i mean this is this entire album is like the most they've specifically talked about like the ways that that black people in our society are specifically like uh oppressed or marginalized um and i do think that that is of course a valid subject for art and it um is a very profound sentiment and a deep well you can go to but i don't think that there are songs that i've seen them talk about that have been very good like this is like this is very clearly like um uh apathy in babylon dreams that have been deferred so long of course the reference to what happens to a dream deferred um then he says i have passion i have faith and reason yet she decrees i am less than human 
So these, he's clearly like grappling with the ways that black people are marginalized um, or seen as less than or lesser. Uh, But it's just like, why do it this way? Like why talk about, like why personify mankind, like the, the human humanity, let's say as, uh, as just a woman, a queen. It makes no sense to me. It, it feels to me like they suspected that there wasn't enough to their song and they sort of needed like a, a character or a foil mm-hmm. to sort of hold all of these ideas, but they didn't really have like a very compelling idea to, to begin with. Right. Uh, I mean, like you said, like the, the angst is valuable, but the idea about like what's causing the angst or like the systems, you know, it's not really in the text of the song. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really get into any of the, um, like why this is happening. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know, like a King, I feel like would be much more appropriate considering like the systems of oppression that they're talking about are all wrapped up in patriarchy also. Yeah. If it had said a King, this song would have just been boring. Um, <laughs> And and not especially good, you know, but, but because it's a queen, it's just this extra level of intention and effort to make the song feel more important or more profound. um, That's ultimately distracting because it draws attention to itself Mm -hmm. uh, and its own weakness. So, yeah, (laughs) this is so weird. It's just baffling. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I don't know. I I do I do not like most of Fishbone's songwriting. Uh, yeah, me either. And and when when they are having fun playing funk music or playing ska music, it's like I could even I would enjoy the metal too if if they were like I don't know having fun mm-hmm. playing the metal music. Right, it doesn't seem like they're having that much fun. Maybe in the first song. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't feel like they're very good at being serious in a compelling way. Yeah, I agree. And at least when they're weird, uh, in in a silly way, at least it's like, well, this is interesting. This is weird. <laughs> like like drunk schizo. I think mm-hmm. this is maybe the best intersection of their weirdness and and being serious. That uh, I think this is arguably you know, one of the better songs or the best song on the album. Mm, I'm not saying it's great, <laughs> but I think there's there's some stuff to chew on there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a listen. Fade away. Turn, turn the page. I close my phone. My niece is a mofo. My wife's afraid. My heart on a cycle. My sister's a whore. I can't take a no more. I got bad luck. But wait, there's more. Arms a bitch. My girl is a fucker. 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 My aunt's a bitch. My cuz is a fuck up. Yeah. Uh, so in this song, I feel like it's not super coherent, uh, but it feels like you're not supposed. It feels like it's supposed to be an unreliable narrator. Yeah, it, it does. Know, and, yeah, his delivery, yeah, like, if nothing else, like makes makes it seem that way. I think the delivering the delivery is kind of compelling, um, and especially I think the thing that I appreciate about this song is uh, Fishbone in the past has had a lot of 
sort of randomness and like um, kind of misguided whimsy in their song construction. And it just sort of feels sloppy. But in this song, uh, there's just like a lot of frenetic energy, but it's all very tightly arranged. Like there's all of these starts and stops and sections in the mm-hmm. song. Um, and it feels very intentional when it's, like the form feels very tight and very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like all the musicians and it feels like a through composed song. Like, like, uh, uh, if I haven't described the concept of through composition, it, it just means that, Ooh, um, music theory corner again. Yeah. I didn't necessarily think it's I was going to get here, but so a through composed piece of music just means that, um, there may be themes, you know, rhythmic or melodic themes that are repeated or developed, but ultimately it's not like a verse chorus kind of situation where you, you know, you repeat specific sections of the song, you know, or it's like, or even like in a fiddle tune, you know, like a, it'll have like an A part and a B part. You do the A part twice, you do the B part twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go back and there's like this form, but through composed means that there isn't, there isn't a form that's based on um, predictable repetitions or even setting up uh, an expectation of a repetition and then not doing it. Um, it's it's through composed, meaning uh, the entire form almost feels like improvised. Each part is new and unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how it feels to me, at least. Um, and And f- correct me if I'm wrong, but like, there are sometimes songs that are described as through composed that still se- seem like there are parts that re- repeat, but in those cases, it's more like the melody line might repeat or the vocal line might repeat, but the backing music has changed or something like that. Does that qualify as through composed? Uh, I guess, uh, I guess it sort of depends on um, how different it is and how sort of contrapuntal it is, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and how com- how composed it is? Uh, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I don't. I maybe there's a bit of a spectrum there, you know, of whether something's through composed or following a a, a form based on repetition. But uh, yeah, this this song to me feels very interesting because it's about a lot of frenetic energy, but it feels very tightly composed because the mm-hmm. band has to accomplish all of these things that require a lot of um, intention, starting and stopping, little uh, tempo changes. Um, yeah, I think I may have taken... Uh, no, I didn't take any sound samples. There's like a big, like, kind of jazzy part later on um, where they're saying, my grandma's cool, grandpa's already gone, uh, grandma flips in and out of reality my grandpa's free no reality my breath flips in and out of reality um why did he have why did she have to die um i don't know it's like kind of an interesting song and it it's mm-hmm. it doesn't have an explicit meaning but it has a feeling that feels specific which is it's kind of like being a kid and feeling like i don't have the resources that i need to to thrive or maybe even to be safe mm-hmm. um and you know and and that 
that that it it, it doesn't say in the text that that's about a socioeconomic or a racial like uh like racially specific or socioeconomically specific but i feel like it's not a uh, a huge leap to like make those connections with the other themes in their music so mm-hmm. yeah i i think that uh i think that that's a makes this a pretty compelling song and also makes some of the offensive language in the song feel like you can distance yourself from it and you know like you're not supposed to like think that the depiction equals endorsement for instance uh when the singer sings my daughter's a lesbo mm-hmm. um or even the the language of a schizo which is like a, a very um uh ableist yes <laughs> very ableist language and yes, i guess drunk is. is as well you know like all or whore is used later on my sister is a whore uh psycho you know like there's all this very offensive language being used but i feel like it's uh it, it doesn't feel like it's specifically endorsing those judgments. Mm-hmm. It's about, it's a song about pressure. It's a song about loneliness. Um, it's a song about like not having what you need uh, and people letting you down and, or not being at least not being what you need them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a song about scarcity. And uh, yeah, I think it's probably the most interesting song arguably that they've ever written up hmm. to this point, uh, but definitely on this album. Mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i don't love it yeah but it, it, it was this late in the album after feeling like kind of i don't know depressed about listening to this group it was something to grab onto and i did appreciate that mm-hmm. yeah all right uh you want to talk about nut megalomaniac yeah close second <laughs> <laughs> Speaking uh, of spurting. Ooh, yep. Um, this is... I mean, ICP wishes they had written this song, I think. <laughs> it's more clever than most <laughs> ICP stuff, I think. Uh, so you hear the background vocals say N-U-T-T-M-E-G uh, because it's a short form of nut megalomaniac, but then they start talking about nutmeg, like the spice but then they don't really integrate the spice really no. into anything. It's <laughs> no, not the song is just, just yeah, cause it's I, also sounds I like that use word. the word clever. Yeah, well, I it, mean, yeah, it's very silly. And I would say effectively silly. And I would say they are clever for making this song cause it wouldn't have occurred to me. Press the button. I'm nutting all wound up when the ladies sang <laughs> <laughs> a macrocephalus concoction. I don't know. I don't know about any of this. <laughs> Stretching daddy's cap. Hmm? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a it's a lot of nonsense, but it's it's really entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think this is something that they do very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a song about nutmeg. Bust that mega mega nut for me. Bust that song writes nut. itself. <laughs> yeah. All wound up to unwind your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. I, I think I think the thing that g- gives this song um, 
a lot of I would it almost feels like an air of credibility is the amount of people that they've gotten to sing it with them. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great memorize point. Memorize all of these words. Yep. <laughs> Cuz there are a lot of vocalists in this particular track and they're all singing this bullshit and it's <laughs> great. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they either are very good at convincing people of things or they pay them a lot of money, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, it's uh it's great. I really appreciate this song. <laughs> it's it's very like first thought best thought. And and it is the best thought. S- someone was making some some scones and they got some, they had to get some nutmeg and they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to get my nutmeg." And then I'm the song get that was mega born. nut. Whoa, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> 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 it it sort of flies in the face of uh our our dear poetry professor bill jolliffe his idea of like this could be like two songs or three songs or maybe four not songs or no songs yeah uh, or or poems is what he would say um mm-hmm. and this is like very clearly not enough material to be a piece but they still do it they still and do it that's not gonna of, stop like, them audacity to it um, that I really appreciate. It's that audacity of hope, Cameron. Yeah, this is what Obama <laughs> wanted. It's this what he Obama's was inspired America. by. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, nut butter, nut butter, peanut butter sound. Oh, yikes. <laughs> I don't need to hear them say peanut butter. They spell it that way, too. They do. They do, don't they? This has a lot more creative spelling in the genius too yep. so i think i think uh i would guess it's from the liner notes i got a little hump i likes to grind nut. <laughs> strapping them in the stirrups yeah we all know what that means is it literally stirrups like <laughs> so it's like sex stirrups lyrics, i guess huh or is it gonna stir it up this, is, this song's about a horny gynecologist baker <laughs> hmm, now is that a contender <laughs> i think so ah <laughs> oh, shit i now is it a professional I, baker who has a hobby of being a gynecologist or a professional gynecologist who has a hobby of being a baker oh man i <laughs> i i i just i i think i'm gonna keep dream unix because it's such a bizarre um provocative title for this episode so provocative yeah of what? Who can say? <laughs> Who um, knows? Hey, I think I'm done. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way of ending it. <laughs> I think I, I, <laughs> I, I would not say that I that I uh, got my nut, but I am finished. Yeah, I I agree. I've also not necessarily uh, had my peanut uh, butter, but I'm done. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. All right. Well. Let you me close do... out the show, not me. Yeah. Well, whatever, man. I guess I'll do my spiel. <laughs> there he is. I'm back. I guess. Or I, th- you know, like I'll say all this shit. It doesn't even matter, man. Like, uh, we'll be back next week. I I can't keep this up. We'll be back Nathan, next week with. I, I, what? No one is making you do this. <laughs> <laughs> what if I am making me it's, do this? It's not it's not cool to be aloof of the podcast that <laughs> you make for no money. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Oh, okay. We'll Shout be back. out to our Patreon supporters. I yeah. do, <laughs> do appreciate them for at least paying for our hosting. Yes. Uh, we'll be back next week with Chim Chim's Badass Revenge, which is Fishbone's next album. Is that another another monkey reference? It's another monkey. He's he's right on the he's right on the cover. He looks like a space monkey, maybe. Well, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, like you could there's gonna be a lot to chew on in that one. Yeah, it's a, apparently a concept album, so maybe they actually have songs about things. Oh, interesting. We'll see if they're comprehensible. Um, but until then, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Um, you can support us in a couple different ways, including writing a review on iTunes. Uh, jam those stars, mash those words, all that good shit. Uh, you can support us directly by going to our Patreon that Cameron uh, mentioned at support.boxset.website. And you'll get access to, if you give us a few bucks, you'll get access to all of our bonus materials, which mostly has been uh, recently our mini show called What's in the Box Weekly. And this week we talked about Tenet. Tenet. Yeah. Tenet. Not Tenant, no. not David Tenant, or the no. resident of a landlord, but or tenet. like an ideal or belief or code. Mm-hmm. The movie, the movie, yes, and yeah. So go to support.boxset.website. You'll hear uh, our takes on that, mostly from Cameron because I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. you, sh- you should also listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool, and it is is and is about acoustical musicals. Uh, <laughs> Hey, not musicals though. That's a great point. In an upcoming episode, sometime I would guess in the next month or two, Hmm. I have my first non-acoustic performance. Oh, on get on get up in the. So it's totally silent. You have John Cage. uh... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely Uh, joke. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it's like it's like when they say uh, food is not organic. Well, it's like well. Unless you're eating a big bag of rocks, I'm pretty sure it's organic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I'm hearing the music, it is acoustic in some way, at least. Um, is that are, is that where you're going to leave the teaser? You're going to give any more details about it? You know what? I'm going to leave it there. Look for Ooh. Shohei Sitsumi's, uh second appearance on Get Up in the Cool. Ooh. It'll be very different. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, until next time, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm going to serve a tood. And I've been camera do it, and I don't even like nice touches. <laughs> I'm being a real, uh, a real uh, beta cuck snowflake soy boy over here. Oh my god! I I recently found out what what soy face is apparently, or soy boy face or whatever it's like uh it's like it's like a travis mcelroy facial expression with like the wide eyes and the wide open mouth um in like a like like a big smile that like opens your mouth the entire way you know what is it what is it supposed to mean uh i just i I guess it means that you're a simp or something or or you're a soy boy oh my god i don't really know what either i mean (laughs) fellas is it gay to be happy (laughs) (laughs) basically